And God said, let there be an expanse in the midst of the waters and let it separate the waters from the waters. And God made the expanse and separated the waters that were under the expanse from the waters that were above the expanse. And it was so, and God called the expanse heaven. And there was evening and there was morning the second day. And God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so, God called the dry land earth and the waters that were gathered together he called seas. And God saw that it was good. And God said, let the earth sprout vegetation, plants yielding seed and fruit trees bearing fruit in which their seed, each according to its kind on the earth. And it was so, the earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed according to their own kind and trees bearing fruit in which, their se- in which is their seed, each according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning the third day. And God said, let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night. And let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. And let them be lights in the expanse of the heavens to give light upon the earth. And it was so, and God made the two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night and the stars. And God set them in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth, to rule over the day and over the night and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning the fourth day. We move on to verse 26. Then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the seas and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of all the earth and every tree with seed in its fruit. You shall have them for food and to every beast of the earth and to every bird of the heavens, and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has breath of life, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the hosts of them. And on the seventh day God finished his work that he had done, And he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. These are the generations of the heavens and the earth when they were created, 
in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. We will now have special music by the students that went to Vacation Bible School, directed by Mrs. Amanda Minning. They will sing Jesus Loves Me and A Mighty Fortress is Our God. Following that, we will have a children's message by Mr. Steve Griman. here today uh, who were not one of the singers but to come on up for the children's message with Mr. Grime and also bring your mighty mites as well. We didn't do apologize for our technical difficulties earlier so stay tuned. Thank you. Hey, good morning. Have you kind of caught the theme of today's worship service? 
what the theme is, what we're talking about today? Haven't caught it yet, huh? This is called Trinity Sunday. Trinity. <clears throat> what's, the, what's the word try mean? Three. Try means three. So when we say Trinity in church, what three things are we talking about that makes up our Trinity? Very good. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. You know, in all the years I've been teaching, we used to try to come up with ideas to, to help us understand what Trinity meant. And there's been lots of different things, but I think it's very unique that God uses fruit to teach us about Trinity. Now, we could use a variety of them, but I used this morning the orange. So when you look at it from this side, what is it? It's an orange. If I took the outer peel off of it and you had the inside, what is that? It's an orange, right? And then the little things in the center sometimes and whatever are the seeds. And if we are lucky enough and plant those seeds, what do we get? An orange tree or more oranges. Yes. And so when we think about an orange in Trinity, the outer skin of an orange or of an apple or of a grapefruit or of a watermelon or any of our fruits are the protection for the soft inside. So the outside represents God the Father. The inner part here that we eat represents God in the form of Jesus Christ. We eat this. It's good for us. That's what the orange is for, for us to eat, to grow from it, to get the vitamin C. But when else do we talk about eating the body of Christ? Communion, right up there in the altar. We receive the body of Christ through communion, but the body of the orange is also the food that we eat. So that leaves the seeds. What part of the triune God represents the seeds? God, the Holy Spirit, he plants the seed of everlasting life in us right here. You heard pastor talk several times. We receive the Holy Spirit at baptism. And does that seed grow in us? Does it grow in you? Yes. Yes, the Holy Spirit grows in you. It grows so that your faith in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, the triune God, continues to grow until the moment you close your eyes in death. So... When we think about the triune God, think about fruit. Does an apple have an outer protection? It has skin on it. Does it have parts that we eat? Yes. Does it have a seed in it that if we planted it should grow? Yes. So I like to think of fruit as a way of thinking of the triune God. All right, can you remember that? Fruit as being the triune God, no matter how we look at it, it's an orange. 
It's an orange on the outside. Stay there, napkin, so I didn't drip. I got orange. When I eat it, it's still an orange. If I plant it, we get more oranges. The triune God. Would you pray with me? Dear Lord, thank you for loving me and providing the triune God in my life. Help me to always believe in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. In your name I pray. Amen. Thank you for coming up. You may go back. Today's second reading is from Acts chapter 2, verse, beginning at verse 14. But Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give ear to my words. Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs, that God did through him in your midst. As you yourselves know, this Jesus delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God. You crucified and killed by the hands of lawless men. God raised him up, loosing the pains of death, pangs of death because it was not possible for him to be held by it. For David says concerning him, I saw the Lord always before me, for he is at my right hand, and I may not be shaken. Therefore my heart was glad, and my tongue rejoiced. My flesh also will dwell in hope. For you will not abandon my soul to Hades, or let your holy ones see corruption. You have made known to me the path of life. You will make me full of gladness with your presence. Brothers, I may say to you with confidence about the patriarch David, that he both died and was buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. Being therefore a prophet, and knowing that God has sworn with an oath to him that he would set one of his descendants on his throne, he foresaw and spoke about the resurrection of, Christ, of the Christ, that he was not abandoned to Hades, nor did his flesh see corruption. This Jesus God, this Jesus God raised up, and of that we, we are all witnesses, being therefore exalted at the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promises of the Holy Spirit, he has poured out this that you yourselves are seeing and hearing. For David did not ascend into the heavens, but he himself says, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstools. Let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God.
The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 28th chapter. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. This is the Gospel of our Lord. The hymn of the day is Baptized into Your Name Most Holy, page number 590 in the Lutheran Service Book. Again, page 590, Baptized into Your Name Most Holy.
Will you all pray with me, please? Dear God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. As today is Holy Trinity Sunday, today I want to talk about the involvement of God in our lives. Specifically how God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is involved in our lives from cradle to grave. Or to be more specific, from conception until grave. And I cannot think of a better way to illustrate this point than something that Trinity Lutheran has here in its place. You see, every funeral service has a path. There is a path that we all take. It is a path that starts here in the center aisle and it moves out this way, following the pastor and the body to the gravesite. It goes outside of these double doors to the left and it goes out to where the gravesite is. And isn't it amazing? that you cannot get to the gravesite without first passing by the font. The font on, at which maybe some of those folks who have died in Christ were baptized here, maybe some of them were not. But at some point, a pastor somewhere, whether it was here or somewhere else, spoke these words over this person. I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Three times water was poured over them to signify the cleansing and the washing away of their sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, thereby signifying, thereby giving that person brand new life. As many other Christian theologians have said, many other Christian pastors and people have said, it is at the font where our life truly begins. And so the remains of the loved one that has died, it, it, it has to go past the font. And so all of us have to go past the font. And we go outside and we begin to walk down the center aisle. And I must tell you that one of the most incredible walks I have ever taken in my entire life, I have done it now twice, is the walk that begins here and we walk right past all of those who have died in Christ. And you see the graves and you see the grave markers, and you see the names of all of those, all of our loved ones who have died in Christ are now saints living in heaven, awaiting the final consummation of the age, the final resurrection of all flesh. And so we walk, and we walk right down the central aisle until we get to the gravesite, and at the gravesite, the body is then put in place about ready to be buried, and the pastor speaks very similar words over the body, similar to the words 
for which they were baptized by when water combined with God's word was used to baptize them. He says, may God the Father who created this body, may God the Son who by his blood redeemed this body, and may God the Holy Spirit who sanctified this body to be his temple, keep these remains until the day of the resurrection of all flesh. From cradle to grave, the involvement of our triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is ever apparent. And I, I wanted to know some other words, some other synonyms for the word involved, because I just didn't think that that word was powerful enough. So I found three other words to, to help make this case. The triune God is engrossed in your life. The triune God is preoccupied with you and your life. The triune God is immersed in your life. God the Father, who is the provider, who is the creator, as we just heard about in Genesis, which by the way, Bob, wherever you are, that was a really long text. Thank you for reading it. The Father creates. He provides. In seven days he did. He created everything that we see and that we live in here today. God the Son, Jesus Christ, is God with us. Emmanuel. Not just on Christmas, but every day. And God the Holy Spirit, who is he that keeps us, keeps us in the faith, keeps us firm in his word and his faith until the day that our time on this side of eternity is over. And so we begin with God the Father, creator. Luther says this in his large catechism. He says, we are creatures of God who gives and constantly sustains our body soul, and life are members great and small. Besides all this, he says, he makes creation help provide the comforts and necessities of life. No man or woman is an island. We have talked about this before, but it bears repeating. We were created with the innate characteristic of being dependent creatures. In order for you and I to live, we need water. And so God provides that. Uh, God provided that and continues to provide that. In order for you and I to live, we need food, and so God provides that. In order for you and I to have a relationship, God provides family and he provides friends. In order for you and I to have a roof over our head, God provides homes. You see, there is no aspect of your life or my life that God has not provided for. Go ahead. Think of any aspect, any part of your entire life, and I challenge you to think of a, of a way that God has not brought you that for which you need. The necessities of this life. He makes creation help provide the, provide the comforts and necessities of life. So now let's talk about God 
the Son, God, with us. In his large catechism, Luther says, let this be the summary of this article, that the little word, Lord, simply means the same as Redeemer. That is, he who has brought us back from the devil to God, from death to life, from sin to righteousness, and now keeps us safe there. The very well-known psalm, Psalm 46, it's my favorite psalm for several reasons, but one of those reasons is how the Hebrew is translated. God is with us. God, the God of Jacob is our fortress, so says Psalm 46. And if you were to look at the original Hebrew that that psalm was written in, you will find that when it says God is with us, that that word is called Yamanu, which sounds an awful lot like the name Emmanuel, which of course means God with us. Even back to the Old Testament, God was with his people. Even here, now, today, in 2017, God is with his people. As I said before, it ain't just on Christmas. God is with you every day, each and every second for which you breathe. He knows the number of breaths that you take in a day. He knows how many hairs are on top of your head. For some of us, it's less to count than others. He knows. He knows you inside and out and has promised through his son to be Emmanuel, to be with you from conception until grave unto everlasting life. He has promised to be God with us. In our gospel text for this morning, Jesus says, and I am surely with you always when? Until the very end of the age. Well, we need look no further than the sacrament that is here before us. His body and blood broken and poured out for the forgiveness of our sins. God is there in his son Jesus. We as Lutherans confess that uh, we as Lutherans confess this as in with and under the bread and the wine for the forgiveness of our sins. God in his son Jesus is present there. Will be present at this table. He is present here because wherever two or three are gathered in his name, his word says, there I am among them. He promised to be with us, and he has completed and will continue to complete that promise. Finally, God, the Holy Spirit, the one who keeps us firm in his word and faith until we die. In his large catechism, Luther says this. He says, how does this sanctifying take place, making us more and more holy and set apart? Answer. Just as the Son obtains dominion by purchasing us through his birth, death, and resurrection, etc., so the Holy Spirit affects our sanctification through the following. Through the communion of saints. Through the forgiveness of sins through the resurrection of the body, through the life everlasting. In other words, he first leads us into his holy community, placing us upon the bosom of the church, where he preaches to us and brings us to Christ. Sounds an awful lot to me like he is a helper. 
that he is the one who helps us in our faith, that he is the one who, who helps us in our daily life. Jesus himself called the Holy Spirit the great helper. He says this in John chapter 14, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, the spirit of truth. And so he did on that day of Pentecost, when he sent the great helper, when he sent the Holy Spirit to be with the disciples. He came and continues to come and to be with us each and every day, reminding us of the love of God the Father, of the love of God the Son, of the love of God the Holy Spirit. Never let the devil trick you. Never let Satan try to convince you that God is not involved in your life every single day. Yes, they all have different responsibilities, but they are all working for one common purpose, to bring you salvation and everlasting life every single day. Think about this. Because you are a baptized child of the Heavenly Father, and because being baptized in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit means that God, through, through the Holy Spirit, has granted you everlasting life. Think about this. You, today, on June 11, 2017, in Freistat, Missouri, you are in everlasting life today. Today. Through God the Father, through God the Son, through God the Holy Spirit. So that when our time on this earth is nearing an end, we can boldly proclaim that God is currently keeping his promise to us. Because soon, and very soon as the song goes, the God that we were baptized into is the God who keeps us close to himself, is the God who is bringing us to everlasting life each and every day. Every day that we live, every day that we breathe, draws us closer and closer to the final consummation of the age. The final resurrection of all flesh, which all of us who are still living on this side of eternity are waiting for, and for all of those who have died in Christ that are behind us and throughout the entire world are waiting for. When the hope of our faith will be realized, when God in his Son, Jesus, will, as the book of Revelation says, where there will be no more mourning, no more crying, no more tears, no more pain. Because that was the old order of things. And God, through his son Jesus, is bringing about the new order of things. Going back to our synonyms. The triune God is involved with you. He is preoccupied with you and with your existence. And he has immersed himself in you. In our Savior's name, amen.
Please rise. Now, what we are about to do, I ain't gonna lie to you, it's a little long, but we only do it once a year and sort of think about it as your yearly injection against heresy, okay? We are gonna recite together, we as a Lutheran Christian church confess three different creeds to be true. The Apostles' Creed, the Nicene Creed, and this one called the Athanasian Creed. You'll find it on page 319 on the front part of your hymnal. And in faith, through God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, we confess this creed together. Whoever desires to be Whoever saved, desires to must, be saved above must, above all, hold the Catholic, hold the Catholic faith. faith. Whoever, Whoever does, does not keep it whole and undefiled will, will without doubt, perish eternally. And the Catholic faith is this, that we worship one God in Trinity and Trinity in unity, neither confusing the persons nor dividing the substance. For the Father is one person, the Son is another, and the Holy Spirit is another. But the Godhead of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit is one. The glory equal, the majesty co-eternal. Such as the Father is, such as the Son, and such as the Holy Spirit. The Father uncreated, the Son uncreated, and the Holy Spirit uncreated. The Father infinite, the Son infinite, and the Holy Spirit infinite. The Father eternal, the Son eternal, and the Holy Spirit eternal. And yet there are not three eternals, but one eternal. Just as there are not three uncreated, or three infinites, but one uncreated and one infinite. In the same way, the Father is almighty, the Son almighty, and the Holy Spirit almighty. And yet there are not three almighties, but one almighty. So the Father is God, the Son is God, the Holy Spirit is God. And yet there are not three gods, but one God. So the Father is Lord, the Son is Lord, the Holy Spirit is Lord. And yet there are not three lords, but one Lord. Just as we are compelled by the Christian truth to acknowledge each distinct person as God and Lord, so also are we prohibited by the Catholic religion to say that there are three gods or lords. The Father is not made, nor created, nor begotten by anyone. The Son is neither made, nor created, but begotten of the Father alone. The Holy Spirit is of the Father and the Son, neither made, nor created, nor begotten, but proceeding. Thus there is one Father, not three fathers, one Son, not three sons, one Holy Spirit, not three Holy Spirits. And in this Trinity, none is before or after another, none is greater or less than another. But the whole three persons are co-eternal with each other and co-equal, so that in all things, as has been stated above, the Trinity in unity and unity in Trinity is to be worshipped. Therefore, whoever desires to be saved must think thus about the Trinity. But it is also necessary for everlasting salvation that one faithfully believe the incarnation of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, it is the right faith that we believe and confess that our Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is at the same time both God and man. He is God, begotten from the substance of the Father before all ages, 
and he is man, born from the substance of his mother in this age, perfect God and perfect man, composed of a rational soul and human flesh, equal to the Father with respect to his divinity, less than the Father with respect to his humanity. Although he is God and man, he is not two, but one Christ. One, however, not by the conversion of the divinity into flesh, but by the assumption of the humanity in God. One altogether, not by confusion of substance, but by unity of person. For as the rational soul and flesh is one man, so God and man is one Christ, who suffered for our salvation, descended into hell, rose again the third day from the dead, ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father, God Almighty, from since he will come to judge the living and the dead. At his coming, all people will rise again with their bodies and give an account concerning their own deeds. And those who have done good will enter into life, but those who have done evil into eternal fire. This is the Catholic faith. Whoever does not believe it, faithfully and firmly, cannot be saved. Good job. You can be seated. At this time, we will collect our tithes and offerings. Now would be a good time. Uh, in the pew, on, depending on, I guess, where you're sitting, on the aisle side is the red sign-in book. Uh, members and guests, please fill that sign-in book out so we know that you were here to worship with us. Guests, if you could uh, provide us with an address or a telephone number that we might be able to get into contact with you, that would be wonderful. Uh, when the person who is on the window side gets done with it, send it back to the aisle side. That person who has it on the aisle side, tear off the top page and set it on the top of the red book. With that, we collect our tithes and offerings. The mission of Trinity Lutheran Church is the preaching, teaching, baptizing, and sharing the love of Christ in our church, our community, and our world. There will be a covered basket dinner after church on July 30th. Be sure to mark your calendars. There will be a church council meeting this Thursday, June 22nd, at our next two weeks from now. If you have any questions, please contact Darren Shane. TEA is having a garage sale on Friday, June 16th and Saturday, June 17th in the morning. For more information, you may uh, email tes at tlsfreistat.org. 
And now we return for the receiving of the offerings and the beginning of Holy Communion. In our prayers this morning, we have a few folks that we want to remember. First of all, for those on our health list, for Melba McCord, Nancy McRoberts, Mary Fritz, Ella Kleibaker, Flora Overman, Landreth Worm, Dana Robb, Erwin Kruger, Erna Shane, Janice Meyer, Brenda Lawmaster, Myron Reed, Rosa Marie Griman, Carol McIntyre, Marilyn Stewart, Elmer Kaiser, Orrin Fritz, Ethel Helmkamp, Dan Haynes, Dale Chapman, Clint Skaggs, Joan Haynes, Bill and Jim Wilson, Becky Morgan, and Eldred Holly. Also for those uh, celebrating anniversaries for Bob and Susan Seninger, who will celebrate 36 years of marriage on June the 13th, and for Merlin and Cheryl Brock, who will celebrate 32 years of marriage on June the 15th. And with that, we go to our Lord in prayer. Lord God, you have graciously revealed yourself to us as one God in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We thank you for the gift of the creeds that teach us to confess you, our Creator, Redeemer, and Sanctifier. Let us never cease to confess this faith in the Holy Trinity, giving glory always to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Loving Father, look with favor upon the mission fields here and abroad. Let new congregations take root and flourish, that through them the Spirit may bring the lost to the joy of faith in Christ. Be with all missionaries and their families, sustaining them in challenging times. Help us to support them with our prayers and in sharing those gifts you have poured out for us in abundance. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we pray for Pastor Kennel and his family as they begin their new ministry. May you guide their steps as they walk along beside you, as they walk along the side, beside the people of St. John's to seek and save the lost. Lord, in your mercy. For all those, Lord, who are suffering, whether it be physically, spiritually, or emotionally, especially, Lord, those who are on our health list, and for all those, Lord, whom we name before you in our hearts. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Gracious God, we thank you for the gift of Vacation Bible School, for the gift of a wonderful church picnic. We give you thanks, Lord, that at Vacation Bible School, that your word was proclaimed, that it was prayed, that it was taught to all. And we pray, Lord, that the seeds of faith which by your Holy Spirit were given, that they would take root, so that more and more people 
would come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, for the great and wonderful week that you have given to us. We also thank you, Lord, for a wonderful church picnic, and we thank you, Lord, for all those who assisted with it, all those who were in charge of it, for all of their efforts. And we ask, Lord, uh, that uh, as we continue uh, to look ahead and as we continue to walk in faith beside you, that you would send more and more people to us, uh, not only to our church, but to the school that we have, so that more people would, again, come to a saving knowledge of the truth that is in Jesus Christ. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Lord, we give you thanks for all those who are celebrating birthdays and anniversaries coming up soon. Lord, we give you thanks especially for Bob and Susan and for Merlin and Cheryl. Lord, we pray that in this next year of marriage that you will, uh, will give to them. Lord, we ask that, uh, that you would help them to draw closer to one another. That they would draw closer to you. Uh, and Lord, that in all of their ways and everything that they think, do, and say, that they would seek you above all else. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Oh God, give, a, give to us a right spirit as we receive the sacrament today. Let it be a spirit of unity that we may share the bread of life with our neighbors. Thank you, Lord, for this foretaste of the feast that is to come. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. With your hands, O oh Lord, we commend all for whom we pray. Trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. And so, people of God, the Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord, our God. It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who overcame the assault of the devil and gave his life as a ransom for many, that with cleansed hearts we might be prepared joyfully to celebrate the Paschal Feast in sincerity and truth. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name evermore praising you and singing. Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take heed, this is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also we took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. The First Communion Hymn today will be Crown Him with Many Crowns, page 525 of the Lutheran Service Book. Again, Crown Him with Many Crowns, page 525.
the next communion hymn will be Holy, 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 page number 507 in the Lutheran Service Book. Again, that is Holy, 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 page number 507. Please stand. And now may this, our Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life that is everlasting. Depart in his peace and joy. 
Amen. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us. Do the same in faith towards you and in fervent love toward, toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord be with you. Bless we the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. The closing hymn for today is Thy Strong Word on page 578 of the Lutheran Service Book, verses 5 and 6. Again, Thy Strong Word, page 578, verses 5 and 6.
Please be seated. Uh, Fawn, you have an announcement for us. Can I have the youth leaders that were at VBS this week, can I have you come up here? I'd just like to thank all of our creative and dinner and snack crew, which was Connie Prater, June Fritz, and Shirley Doss, for their wonderful meals and snacks. I'd also like to say thank you to Esther Holly's family for, for donating the food to VBS. The McBlairs, the Blacks, and the Hansons all donated a meal as well. Thank you to our patient adult leaders, Pastor, and Courtney Sletton, Jen Albert, Shannon Clybaker, and Amber Manning. Thank you also to Kim Bennett and Joyce Allred for, wonder, for our wonderful t-shirts. Thank you to Katrina McBlair and Jesse Hayworth for the terrific crafts and our musician, Amanda Manning, who takes care of our music for us. A special thank you to our LYF youth leaders, which we have certainly could not have done our VBS without them. You make the success of our VBS possible. Cheyenne Salazar, Vera McRoberts, Catherine McRoberts, Sydney Larson, Raylan Yelinek, Hannah Bennett, Caitlin Kleibaker, Sadie Bennett, who's our junior LYFer in the making, and Dakota Hood, who also helped us towards the end of the week. Lastly, I just want to thank you parents for sending your children to VBS this year, and to thank you all of our congregation for all of your support. Thank you. Okay, go get it. Thank you very much, Fawn. And our final announcement for this morning, uh, confirmation roll call is June the 25th for years ending in seven. Uh, let us know so that we might be able to recognize you on June the 25th. And I pray that you all would have a very, very blessed week in the Lord. And I look forward to seeing everybody soon. It has been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you are not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of the radio station or on the podcast at freistatradio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May his love surround you and his mercy be evident to you in all things. Your announcer has been Carol Clybaker, and we wish you a blessed week. Yeah.